it's August. We're here. Clamouring. Just tweets, emails, phone calls. It's been non-stop. It really has. Where's podcast 11? Here it is. Welcome to the Funny Looking Podcast. Funny Looking Podcast, and as is traditional, a little bit of admin. My name is Pete. My name is Gav. Admin, are, admin done. There admin we go. Done. Yeah. If you're listening to this and someone's forcing you to listen to it, or you listen to it because there are, you know, there's a legion of you out there, you know where to find us, all the normal places, Twitter, at funnylookingpod, funnylooking.co.uk, sometimes on Spreaker, we're all over the place. Mm. And if you are listening to this, thank you. Many thanks. Very nice to have you here. It is very nice. You're very welcome. Um, Tell one person. Pass it on. Now, you might need to sit them down and, and say podcast, but it's like radio on the line, you know, it's radio on the internet, yeah, download it, when, no, download it whenever you want, no, download it. Now, you don't need an iPhone, now, you can listen to it straight on the website, that's mm. right, just click play, you can pause it, all of that, yeah, that would be great. And if you were going to sell it to a friend, I would advertise, not advertise it, just say, it's two enthusiastic comedy fanboys sharing what they love. Absolutely. hoping you will check stuff out. Or be infused as well. And who do you think is our listener? There's only one. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Lives in Liverpool. Good yeah, guy. He's a great guy. Um, listen, do you know someone, you know, what I think one of our listeners, one of our type of listeners is that um, that young comedy fan who's, who's sliding down that route, relying on TV, relying on, you know, just BBC Three and some good things on BBC Three. For their comedy inroads, point them our way. Maybe we can signpost them to that wider world. And I would also say people who aren't necessarily in London, surrounded by <laughs> constant new things. Aren't we in London? No, we're at the heart of Media City, the Media City UK. We're in the north the of England. And if I was going to describe Media City UK, I'd say it's like a fancy Milton Keynes <laughs> or a really terrible Dubai. <laughs> I'm, I've not been to Dubai. I've been to Milton Keynes. It's not that fancy. Yeah, it's all. I like I like Media City. It's a bit shiny, a bit breezy, and there's a Blue Peter Garden and the booths and the booths. <laughs> so we're providing everything you need in podcast number eleven. Just everything, in the introduction. Everything you here. need. What we're we doing in this podcast? Well, it's a festival special, Gab. It's August. Everybody Absolutely. knows the comedy calendar revolves around August. Absolutely, it's a big month. So we've got to do this festival special, um, the Machantleth Comedy Festival, yes, which we went to in May. Yes, and that's what this special is. We we are up to the date, up to date. We're bang on the moment. That's mm. what we are. Actually, no, I think I think it's only fair. It's only fair that we slide this Machantleth Comedy spe- Special out because we actually actually don't want people knowing about it. No, if you are listening to this, you are very privileged because it, we do not want... If you are listening to this, please do not attend next year. It seems to me it's a brilliant festival when you hear about it and you hear, hear a bit later and we've got some great interviews from it. It's a festival that um, is set up for comedy fans and everyone else probably isn't welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'd also say it's a festival where comedians are comfortable. And their audience get, get the benefits from that. It's also a festival where my accommodation cost me £12. And I've just booked for Edinburgh. And that's not cost me £12. <laughs> right, what else have we got this episode? 
we got a, uh, a classic, classic interview. Holly Byrne. I saw her in Edinburgh last year. I saw her at McCuncliffe. And she's just brilliantly bonkers. Uh, we also got an interview with uh, that uh, with one of the power couples of United Kingdom's comedy right now, <laughs> Nadia Kamal and John Luke Roberts. Nadia Kamal, the first Iraqi Welsh uh, guest we've had on the podcast, but certainly not the last. Um, she may is be she the, the first. <laughs> well, I'm a bit Welsh. I don't think you should have highlighted her with her labels. I think. That's just ah, if you are also a first-time listener, Gav will often try to imply that I am misogynist <laughs> and or racist. And I say to that, I am not. Come one, come all. Let's be friends. <laughs> High fives and hugs all around. There's loads in this. We hope you enjoy it and uh, we'll um, tell you a little bit about it as we go along. What? I think I should go straight into it because when we went to that, we did a little bit of recording. Mm-hmm. We trawled through it, we clipped some bits out, they're quite self-explanatory. Here's well, the first bit. Let's do a quick bit of admin. What? One, I was there with my girlfriend Claire. Oh. We are on evidence, a disgusting couple to hang out with. So still together. Yes, remarkably so. Well done. And other, other bits of admin, I was in a and b and Gav was camping. I was in a lovely tent. It rained a lot on the first night. In the first bit, you'll hear me whispering, that is because I'm very tired, I'm also in a tent, in a howling gale, and I was quite genuinely scared of dying. It's great audio. I'm in my tent. It's two in the morning. Oh, my goodness, that was a comedy endurance test. Why is he not with me? Buy some puppies love shawarma. What a beautiful introduction. And then... The um, Mac Comedy Festival Showcase ran for about seven hours. If you're going to open Nick Hatton, then anyone following that is going to think it's going to struggle. It's a bit cold. I might not survive the night, so this could be my last will and testament. Um, my passwords are... Hello, so we are in the former Parliament of Wales in the heart of Macuncliffe. It's Saturday afternoon. Gav is currently watching Bridget Christie. Um, do some bang on about women, probably. Classic Christie. Uh, we've just seen the ACMS. Alternative Com- Comedians Memorial Society. Well it was remembered. amazing. It was two hours, but it was brilliant. Izzy Sutty was amazing. What were you going to say? Nadia Camille. She was brilliant. Holly Burns. Holly Burns was bonkers. Oh, the singer ladies. Well, the singer lit. All the ladies seem to be doing it for me. <laughs> they really do. Um, it's going amazingly. This, this place is, is lovely. We've seen some pictures of um, Tom from Pappy's naked. He uh, completed his uh, life drawing class. And he was so, you know, he just he showed us a few pictures earlier. They were lovely. Um, and if you were camping last night, how would you feel right now? Cold and dirty. And, feel, and horrible. Yeah. Where? Which is usually how I feel after, after a morning with you, Pete. Uh. I'm saying the most amazing little comedy spot. The old England hour. Centre the old Parliament seat of Wales. And um, it was the site of one of the shows I've seen today, Bridget Christie. 
um, which was the first ever run out of an idea for a show called A Bit For Her. Uh, it's, been, it's been a busy day, and what a legendary gig that I've been wanting to go to. ACMS, the Alternative Comedy Memorial Society, Richard Christie, as I said. Um, who else? Oh, Stuart Lee. Stuart Lee, who, who's been doing a, um, a run out, a warm up gig for his live show this year, which is a warm up gig for his TV show. And there is a reason why this man is revered because he can command a tiny room, command a gigantic room. It's just, just amazing thoughts and ideas and responses. I'm tired now. So we went from Friday to the bank holiday Monday, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. McCuntleth is a really small town. It's a tiny little, it's almost a crossroads town. Right in the, 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 starting to get to the furthest part of the northwest of Wales, southern point of Snowdonia, beautiful part of the world. And it's just amazing. And it's just, it's, it's two, it's two roads in a T-shape. And you can walk between venues in about five minutes. Everybody in all the pubs you go in, you go to local pubs, the local shops are lovely and warm and welcoming. And there's just a wonderful feel about the place. And and I'm not a festival goer. In fact, I, I you know I'm I'm just the Hay Festival is the only one I regularly go to because I can sleep in my mother-in-law's bed. And whoa, 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 I know, steady I know. Up. Um, but but this this was fantastic because yes, there were local shops and local venues. There's also a marquee space where we all congregated. That's audience and acts, and uh, we just just great feel, great food. But it was it was just it was good fun. It was very tiring, especially that first night because you'd get there, get I'd get set up, and you'd go and find your B and B. It was a nice B and B. Big shout out to Charmian, uh, my lovely host for the weekend. Oh, yeah. She makes a cracking breakfast. Her bed linen is ultra soft, and her welcome is very warm. And <laughs> um, there, there, there's no coming back from that. But what what is also kind of marks it out as as we say, it is just comedy. It is, it's quite, if, if comedy has a season, it seems to, even though maybe we'll talk about it a bit later, seems to rotate around Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. It seems to be, this is where the comedians would just even just try some ideas, just scratch about. Um, there's a couple of shows that I saw who were, were, both, were the performers and they were magnificent and I really enjoyed them. You know, they just hadn't spoken these words out loud. Mm-hmm. And they're now in Edinburgh getting good reviews. Which is a pleasure to see those ideas being worked through. Coupled with also that you can go and see Stuart Lee in a room of 40 people. Yeah. Which is an unbelievable privilege for a comedy nerd. Yeah. But you can also go and see Pappies do their last show ever in, a, in the beautiful Tabernacle building as well. Which is just a wonderful place to see anything really. Um, Tim Key in there on the last night was spectacular. Okay, so no, we're gonna, there'll be a bit more of this a bit later. But I... Um, one of the connections we made uh, at the festival was you went to see Holly Byrne. Mm-hmm. I mentioned her a couple of times. I'd seen, as I say, I'd seen her before. And it was walking across a field <laughs> because she was camping too. Um, she have got a and b I don't know. Who are these people camping? Oh, no, no, no. The artists, some of the artists were in these Bell Dome tents. You know, you know it's a very out market uh, kind of thing. I really wasn't. 
Um, and uh, that's when I said, would you be interested in coming on our podcast? And she said yes. So I had a lovely chat with uh, Holly Byrne, um, who we'll talk a bit more a bit later. So here's the first half of that conversation. One of the things we've always, always loved about this podcast is if, if you ask nice people nicely, can we have a chat? They usually say yes. And I'm here having a chat with Holly Byrne. Hello. Hello, Holly. <laughs> we, we, we mentioned you before on our podcast last year. Um, after I, um, I popped up with Cathy, um, Pete's boss, um, to the Edinburgh Festival, and we saw the H Club. Mm-hmm. And it just, just left a fantastic impression. And we knew <laughs> then we put you on our list of people we wanted to talk to. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm coming. How do you, now, how do you describe yourself? How do I describe myself? My act? Well, in general. Myself? It's not, um, it's not a DSS. Well, um i'm probably quite um quite i mean quite loud quite exuberant um uh uh, uh, fun i think um quite excitable um quite hard to calm down my act is reflective of that it's quite energetic it's very high energy it's it's out there it's like um people say it's mental i don't intend for it to be mental but that's how people describe it. Um, it's um, well, there was it's, this thing in comedies. It was like it's like the, the attempt to pigeonhole, and and the word that gets attached to you is is character. Um, mm-hmm. But y- you're more than that, really, isn't it? It's that it's you. You're not offended if I called you a buffoon, are you? No, no, it's clown. That's um, right. Yeah, it's 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 it's. Um, I trained with Philip Gollier, who um, I went to drama school. Then I went to Philip Gollier, who taught. Um, you know who's the greatest clown in 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 the world living in, supposedly, and he is incredible. And you know he taught Sasha Brown Cohen, he taught Philip Burgers and Dan and that. And he's um, yeah. And I I think I hope to reflect that sort of training I've had in that. And, and it is it's highly stupid and um, daft um, and fun. Yeah, I think. And it's character comedy, but yeah, it's, I play me and I sort of, hopefully I always take the hit in the joke. Yeah. We saw you, um, in, we, we're just in recovery mode because this whole, um, episode of our podcast is about the Mac festival and, um, you were all over the Mac festival. (laughs) (laughs) Now that came across as if it was a bad thing. We're not talking. We're only talk, we're talking to you because it's a good thing. Okay. How how was the Machuntleth, the fourth Machuntleth comedy festival for you? Well, I did it last year, and I think last year I was only there. I wasn't there. I wasn't all over it last year. I only did a few, I did my show and then did a few gigs and stuff. But and I only stayed for like two nights. But this time I I really made a meal of it because it, it was so much fun and it was it was just great. It's a great place and Henry who runs it is is just brilliant and got great ideas and it's really exciting and the people he books are really exciting and the the idea is just is just lovely and fun and and I had a really fun. It was really nice just to be with fun people, friends, and just <clears throat> do exciting things and just muck about comedically and be and be a safe creative environment you know which is fun where you can just where people are accepting and the audiences are very warm and very generous so um yeah it was a, it was a lot of fun it came across that way it came, as punters i think we were complicit we 
were buying mm-hmm. into the fact that this was, and it sounds a bit hack, so apologies, this is a Comedians Comedians Festival. Yeah. That, that it was a playground to try ideas, and we'd bought into that. So yeah. it's just, an, you know, again, as a punter, it's a pleasure to see ideas being tried. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I mean, you're London-based, I think. Yes, I am, well, yeah. We're in the northwest. I'm in Liverpool now, yeah. Liverpool, Manchester. We don't necessarily get to see yeah, totally. as much as that as, as, as you know, I, I know we would like. So <laughs> we can't <laughs> pop down to the, the Leicester Square Theatre or the Square mm-hmm. to see a, or, or old rope to see a work in progress. Yeah. So it was just a, it was just fantastic, and it did look like all performers were having a good time. Yeah, I think we were. I think we saw it as like a chance for us to enjoy ourselves and not have um, uh, press there or whatever, you know, and not have, um, not be judged and kind of just enjoy ourselves. And that's a bit of freedom, you know. It just feels safe and fun. Now yeah. we were temporary neighbours. Yeah. Under canvas. Did, <laughs> I, I, I thought I was going to die the first night. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, yeah. I, did think, I did think this was the way to go, lost in a Welsh field. Did you? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bail out my tent in the morning. Did you? Yeah, I was facing the storm. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. Forgive me, because I didn't see the H Club at Mac, but I did see it mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. So yeah. I think I saw it on your penultimate show. Okay, and gosh. It, it was, it was, I really, really enjoyed it. And, um, and it was a really interesting venue, like in, literally in the caves. Mm-hmm. But the H Club is still going, the Redux. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like I do a residency now in Leicester Square Theatre. Um, and it's just too, it's, it's, it's a good... Um, basis for my uh characters to be housed in and i'm developing it for television and things so it's a good um framework to you know try out new characters and for people to i think what i want is to um you know like bearing in mind like vic and bob and or or that kind of to have that feel of like you know this is part of something where the audience can come along and be part of they're part of their members of this club um my characters are now the staff of the club and it's something where you know there's a theme song there's um it's all recognizable everyday things people understand the concept i think of a private members club um you know which is what it's meant to be it's meant to be um the world's least exclusive private members club and um and it's this sort of like limitless beast where and where there's many rooms in this you know like um a, a, like limitless place which could go on forever you know um and these characters just can just pop up and then i'm this sort of like john cleese character in the in the center of it all so you've had this for a couple of years you've been developing how many characters have you passed through because i'm assuming the framework gives you the chance to uh, try an idea and then and, and try a character then leave that one behind and try an, another one how many have you got in your back pocket well, I've only, I mean, this, the, the H Club thing has only been going for like a year since before last Edinburgh. So only about a year. But um, I've got, I've got lots of characters I've been working on um, from, for, for a few years, you know, before this, just, um, in which and now I'm, I'm, I'm notching up quite a, um, quite a lot of them songs, you know, I'm developing different um different aspects to myself and to my performance and um so it's like there's there's, there's, there's quite it's quite a quite a bag of uh, quite a portfolio of characters 
let's say, um, from animals to men to women to other to um, yeah, and uh, so every every show should have say a song in it and a and a and a uh, some sort of initiation ceremony and some sort of um, food based thing. Some sort of, you know everything. It should be so packed and there's videos in it and there should be so packed with all these different. It's such a variety of different senses being touched at every moment. You know, it should you should feel like you've been. This is something that you can't experience in any any other you know in any other way. You experience something in this hour, which is just remarkable. Good stuff, my friend. Well done. I, enjoyed uh, I really that. enjoyed. I really enjoyed talking to uh, to Holly. It was good. Um, looking back on the H Club that we saw at Mac and you saw at Edinburgh, oh, I really liked the idea of the way she interplayed all these different characters, and you met them all. And it kept a whole hour really, really spontaneous and quick. And it, it flew by, actually, for me. And also because you knew there was something, something else coming along. It wasn't like a night where you see lots of different mm. performers, except it was one performer. There was something else coming. There was going to be a change. There was going to be a gear change, a step change. And it, if we learn anything from seeing Simon Munnery's La Conceptor, I love a crap prop. <laughs> something that clearly has been cobbled together and then carried on a train a hundred times. Yeah. Which there was plenty of at H Club. And you know, I love a clown. Clown. I love a clown. The most terrifying comedy creature in the world. And that's what she is. She is just completely just tapping into her, what is the essence of her funny. And very bold and very brave. We, I think, because we're going to have, there's a bit more from Holly coming up. But, but um, Holly was one of those performers who would pop up in interesting places across the whole weekend. Uh, the thing Holly Byrne did during ACMS... With Pulling Holt. ...was absolutely it, crazy, insane. It was just like... Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but no, I liked it. I really liked it. And I think if we knew what was going on, we'd know more than they did. <laughs> okay, so there's a bit more from Holly Byrne uh, coming up. Um, so, actually, I think we should go into our next interview, which was a bit random, and I'll, get, I'll set it up. Um, it, it was actually an, a performer, two performers for the price of one uh, that that I've really been you know noticing over the past couple of years. Both writers. This is uh, Nadia Kamal, as we mentioned, and and John Luke Roberts, and they are performers, writers. They they write uh, constant, consistently and constantly with um, Radio Four, and they do obviously do their own work. Um, ACMS, mm-hmm. their involvement is there. I think um, I, I, everything I've heard about them and heard of them, I've really enjoyed. And this is the first time I'd, I'd had a chance to see either of them live. And um, actually, Nadia is a writer and a creator, and, and uh, she wrote a little. She writes short stories. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a competition at the end of this podcast. I'm going to pay for a short story okay. that Nadia Kamal will write. And send to you more about that at the end. So I just want to put this in the context as well. I'd been to see Wide Open Beavers, which was Nadia's run out first go at doing a a full hour show in a tiny, tiny room. It was a heritage front room and it was just brilliant. And as you'll hear, um, I think she was really pleased with it and she should have been because it was just funny. That is a bonkers bit. Towards the end, where they're, they're they're being very polite, they're talking to me and they're really answering questions for me, and they're just looking that at me, thinking, "Look at who is this stinking 
over-enthusiastic, slightly too old nerd. Why isn't he booked to B&B? Yeah. <laughs> and, and who is this guy? And then suddenly Tom Tuck, the extremely funny Tom Tuck, comes along and then Holly Byrne comes along and through a series of circumstances they've both had a connection with me already and I could see the faces. Imagine, I want to imagine the faces. Who's this nobody? We'll, I'll just talk to him for a little bit. How comes Tom Tuck knows him? How comes Holly Byrne knows him? And I'll explain that at the end, but uh, we'll have a little listen to this chat. A quick chat with the, um, got to be one of them kind of power couples. Nadia <laughs> 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 uh, Kamal and, and John Luke Roberts, thank you very much for your time. Oh, it's a pleasure. What, what does Mac mean to you? What does Mac say? Um, I know. so open to whatever it is that you're trying to do that it's a really great place to try out new stuff, new ideas, new things, as well as you just have a great time doing old own stuff as well. But it means that it's, a, it's such a great place to birth new projects because live shows just give you such a solid positive ground to move on. And it's also really nice seeing all my friends. Ah. <laughs> it is. It is a, Everyone here, everyone here, like that very thing, is all the time. Yeah, that's as an outsider, you know, the fan, the podcaster, the the observer, that comes across. Yeah, but this seems to be everyone that I'm interested. Are all here? They all get on. (laughs) Isn't that lovely? such a sort of mega myth now. Uh, monolith? Monolith. Yeah. Either uh, are. Yeah, fine. Leviathan. Yeah. I'll stick with Leviathan. Let's go there. Uh, Behemoth. Behemoth. Well, that's what I thought of first. I thought, I can't say that. <laughs> uh, leave, it, leave it to the fans. It, that's become a bit of a trade fair. It's very, you know, people go there with just terrified about reviews and everything seems to be so important to your career. So it's nice to come here where sort of media is discouraged from coming and, and it's all yeah, about standing holding the mic <laughs> but that's different no Not this is no, I barely call it that this is it's lovely there's no pressure everyone's very open to whatever you want to do yeah. and, and Henry's been great at fostering it I think that's because lots of comedy festivals are very different they're really industry driven they're all about there are that promoting this people on the show making money none of that really to an audience that likes you, likes that act. So it's much more about 
just developing in, a, in an environment that isn't about huge televisual or radio success, but it's about creating the live comedy that you want to create for the audience who wants to see that kind of comedy. This, this is my festival, my friends, and the things we like it is looking at so many people, and it's, it's hard. With Edinburgh, you can this is like, no, you've really got to tune in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you've got to go off, so it's just one. Have you both done a, a first one out of a show? Uh, well, I sort of have. I, I did um, the solo play that I'm doing this year. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. So, so I've done the sort of end performance of the first version of the play um, for you guys. Uh, but I did a show with Tony. Went quite well, I think. Um, it went very well. Oh, from what hello. That's Tom Tuck. That's Tom Tuck. He's stolen a shield. No, won, no. Won a fucking shield. <laughs> we won the shield. We won the shield. We won the shield. Did you win it in a quiz or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, oh, hello, I got my charger back. Holly um, <laughs> Byrne has arrived um, and is asking about oh, charges. Well, the thing is, hello, it's Holly Byrne here. Um, Although I she was not invited to take part in the podcast, she is now plunged in. Well, I'll talk to you about the fact about this podcast because I was looking for a phone charger for my iPhone. Yes. I didn't have one, no. but um, uh, Gav. Gav did have one and he gave it to me, he loaned it to me, and, and he said, just pop it back in the tent. So at night, I thought, oh, I need to put this phone charger back, and I put it in the wrong tent. And the next day, I said, hello, is that your tent? Oh, you're not the person who loaned me the uh, iPhone charger. This is not a good story. Hence, I am not a storytelling comedian. <laughs> next, um, that's next year's Edinburgh sorted. Yeah, the day I put the iPhone in the wrong tent. An hour of bailing on an anecdote. <laughs> oh, yeah, I shall be telling your story. <laughs> um, I'm going to go and tell a story now. Bye! <laughs> Well, that was a moment. Yeah. And, 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 and that moment actually makes me appear 10,000 times more than I really am. You seem really well connected. With the, don't I? And uh, I should man really... Cap- uh, Capitalising on Yeah. Really, I'm just friendly. Casper, the friendly nerd. <laughs> you should watch out. What I was asking very quickly was what you're going to take away from it. It's just that I know it's quite... It's very soon since your piece. Mm. But on reflection... Uh, well, it was... The show that I just did was the first time I've ever done an hour by myself on stage in front of an audience. So uh, that was my first ever hour-long performance. Um, even then, it was more than an hour. Yes. <laughs> uh, value for money. Um, so what I take from it right now is just knowing that I can do that and that I had loads more material than I needed because I got to five minutes to the end, realising I was halfway through the stuff that I had, uh, and knowing that I've got plenty of get a real showcase. Where do you take it now? To where, where are the next kind of architectural points to play with these shows? I think you can, you could do them wherever. So you, you have to kind of die comfortable Yeah, because if stuff doesn't work at Mac, then it's no good. <laughs> well, well, there is some Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you just mess around and find the place that doesn't work, find the place that will work out if you and then Edinburgh is really the next big thing. But the next few months are yeah. when most people describe it. Thank you very much for your time. I really, okay, I really, enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed the hour.
Suddenly, I really liked that because it showed the sort of positivity and friendliness of the whole festival. Um, and yeah, good stuff. Good those people. people, those people, all the performers there were just running between shows. They were helping each other out. They were in, doing bits and pieces and spots. And then for them just to say yes to a quick chat with someone like me, I'm extraordinarily grateful. Um, and, um, you know, and the noises coming out of Edinburgh this year is both of them have had fantastic festival. I hope that's true. I hope they're a really positive, a positive experience. Just to exp- explain, um, Tom Tuck, who is a great performer himself and uh, has a show on Radio 4 as well, bowls in in the end there because there was a, a quiz. It was a, an absolutely rock-solid, comedy, nerdy quiz um, and I ended up with, on a team with Tom and uh, two other equal comedy nerds, and we won. Nailed it. Kissy Fun Commandos, we were called. Legends. What I'd like to say is this. The, as a, the, when it was announced we won, the round of indifferent applause we got, there was hatred <laughs> to it, because we out-nerded some nerds, and it was, it was uh, one of the questions I got right, and Tom, i got to say, got most of them right. Um, American comedian whose birth name Albert Einstein. I'm just here for the biscuits and tea. Obviously, Albert Brooks. Why would I know that? Because you are. Well, I'm not even a big American comedy fan. But anyway, so we won and we got a shield, and it was an impressive shield. It was an impressive shield. So that was that was the context of that one. So uh, thank you, Tom, for letting me be in your team, the Kissy Fun Commandos, legends, one and all. Congrats. I've never said congrats before, it's a decision. <laughs> um, going into the next bit about Mac, this is just another little quick little snapshot of what we did in which, you know, I came across as a dreadful human being. Um, and starting that, we're having a chat with the uh, Monster Comedy team who had a little shed that you could go in for free and see a quick five-minute performance. It was literally a shed, and you were in there for five minutes. Uh, and I was lucky enough to see Sarah Benito while I was in there, which was very funny indeed. Um, so here's some more from McCuntliffe. Okay, cool. So we're here with Neil from Monster Shed Comedy. Neil, tell us a little about what you do at this festival. Well, yeah, so Monster Comedy is a comedy club that runs in London, and we're also a registered charity, so we give all our money away, which is good, which is also quite hard to get. Uh, There's lots of different charities, actually, lots of small ones, uh, lots of performing arts ones and social things like that, yeah. So we get the comedians to donate their time, so I have to persuade them to do good gigs, which is why I run The Shed, because it's something different and it's the world's smallest comedy club and it's literally a garden shed uh, with room for four people okay. and we sit at festivals such as this amazing beautiful one and we get uh, idiots to perform uh, to four people in a shed at, at any one time. Basically. And who, who are the best people you've had in the shed so far? Uh, um, and at the festival? Place? Well we did Latitude last year and uh, and Phil Jupiter did it which was incredible oh, and really I think the expression on the faces of the people in the shed <laughs> was just incredible um, uh, he's good, but we take. I think Ed Gamble and Nish Kumar they do it regularly. Ben Tarje is obviously bonkers. Uh, too, to be honest, there are too many acts to mention because I pulled in every favour I have with them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think those guys are used to it normally. Wait, wait, I'm about to, sorry to interrupt. This it's all right. It's fine. Hi, Angela. Oh, yeah, it's How's it going? It's it's right. I have no idea. Ignore me. I'll tell you later. Tell us now. That was really rude of me. Don't worry. Um, oh, bloody, bloody Angela, she's yeah. ruined it. Yeah, anyway, she's actually one of the so, shed heroes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right.
uh, who are you looking forward to seeing the festival and what's, what do you feel about Must oh, This is the first time I've been here actually. We did it here last year but I wasn't here. Um, I'm overwhelmed by uh, the intelligence of the audiences if that makes it because I think it's all about you come here because you because you choose to come and see comedy if you yep. see what I mean I think other festivals that that's not so uh, cast iron or clear so the people here every act has such a sense of goodwill yep. because they know that it's going to be an absolute blinder and Henry does an amazing job booking it and it's going to be full yep. um, and that means that the acts are more up for it which means that the gig is better for the audience it just feels yeah. it feels to me like it's just really nice and friendly and warm it is and people are cool just sort of trying stuff in and that's yeah. fine yeah. or just doing whatever just for, just because they're here and I've got, the fact I've, that people stay around all weekend as well. Sorry, that's amazing. Like, no, not at all. That's no, fantastic. I've got to say, I would. You, it's very rare to see so many acts so relaxed. I think. <laughs> I think when you get a lot of acts together, well, it some, means some stress. Harry from Pappy's takes his clothes off. So I, that's how it's. I saw this. I was just looking at this yesterday, <laughs> and he does a full nudie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life class, class, right yeah. My girlfriend over there. Yeah. She tried to get tickets, but it sold out. Yeah. And we saw him in the pub earlier. And yeah. We interviewed for this podcast, and he showed us loads of pictures on his phone, just of all these pictures to people. Just more the pictures right, that people okay, draw, yeah. and they're in the. You go up to E Plus, and you can see loads of pictures of him. Incredible! Yeah. Some incredible work. Some incredible <laughs> art. I, what a subject <laughs> to draw! I think. I, what a what a great guy! You know, he must be. Let's be honest, massive. He's got to be confident. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. Either that, or just just very committed. seeing ideas forming in front of you this is Holly Burns ah Holly Burns it was uh, bonkers I loved it it was kind of like the exact opposite of uh, Stuart Lee it was character a woman throwing water on herself it was wonderful Gav is currently watching David Trent lucky bastard I love David Trent and we're queuing for Sarah Pascoe what have we seen so far, Claire? Tell Tom us. Parry, um, a third of puppies, do his own little show, but both other puppies were in attendance. Just supporting. Supporting. I just feel... Their brethren. I feel so positive. I can't believe you just ignored the use of my word brethren. I just told him to on, to be honest. Princess, Babs. Um. I thought Tom Parry was brilliant. Like It was just positivity and hilarity and just his facial expressions, sort of... He's got a cracking face. And coupled with two gin and tonics... I'm feeling on top of the world. And the three stunning ovations. Ah. <laughs> the end of the festival. That's a lovely So lift. tired. Are you? I am tired, I'm but I'm feeling on the up. I'm ready to party. <laughs> it, what a big finish, though. Nick Helm. Helm. Live with his Helm. band. Helm. 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 Uh, I got on stage again. So that's... Yeah, yeah, that's two, two stage hits tonight. What a night. Tim Key. Brian. Gittins, Brian Gitan. David L. Hunky in real life. Uh, absolutely. Spoiler what a, what a looker. Uh, and, and Helm to finish. Not just a great comedy gig, a great rock gig. <laughs> Come on. You sound it so... was a great comedy gig. <laughs> it was a great rock gig. I feel. David Trent has Not one of your little shoegazing kind of introspective <laughs> bullshit you I listen can't to. I cry to that. Um, just an unbelievable end to a fantastic weekend. Oh. Look at that. Will you come back again? Uh, yes, yes. I loved that end bit there because that was the start of a very drunken night. 
in which you nearly danced, but you, you weren't tempted. No, tough guys don't dance. And I drank a lot of Beck's beer. Yeah, there, there was a bit at the end when the Beck's beer just flowed. Um, mainly because the local brewery on site... Oh, let's not. Or a bunch uh, of misogynists, but there we go, <laughs> which I don't approve of. Well, you, well, again, well, firstly, we don't recommend you go to McCundleth Comedy Festival. Now leave it out. We wouldn't, to... we wouldn't want to do that. We think, as a, as a festival, they, they, they want to keep the profile quite low. That's why it was highlighted in the Guardian Guide and the BBC4 Extra were there. Mm. That's the way to keep a low profile. And... <laughs> Um, actually, it, it, it can't grow. I mean, that's, that's an easy way to deal with that. Just don't sell any more tickets. Don't put any more in, on any more shows. It seems to be this perfect size. Who knows? But, you know, just wish them the best of luck. I'm I'm definitely going back. Will they have you? Come on, highlights. Highlights for you. Uh, highlights for me, all the obvious ones that you would imagine. So Stuart Lee and Bridget Christie. Just a total honour to see them in such a small room. Tom Parry from Pappies, who's been mentioned numerous times already. Absolutely numerous times. Uh, there's a little bit of a thing going on there. I just feel like I, I, I entered a room feeling tired and hungover, and I feel a mixture of gin and tonic and the pure enthusiasm and goodwill and stupid jokes and costume changes. I came out feeling like a new man. Uh, and Sarah Pascoe was intelligent and funny and just a real interesting voice and someone I'm very excited to see more of. And yourself, Gareth? <sighs> it's going to be a bit obvious, this one. Well, ultimately, this the whole festival was a pilgrimage for the Funny Looking Pod. That's no, not true. From the very start. It's not true. From the very start of this whole right. thing. Let's, look, let's straighten this out. First of all, the highlight of the festival for me was Brian Gittins mm-hmm. live uh, with, with Charles Petrescu. Um, Brian Gittins hadn't been announced when we, we booked for Mac. But when he was, wow. Was it the best show of the weekend for me? Undoubtedly. Why? Because it really, really hurt. <laughs> it was so funny. It was, it was hysterically funny. It was the one I laughed hardest at the whole time. Now, what, what was that? Context? Because it was full of comedians laughing? Because full of random... Who knows? But it was just... Obviously, it's been that big build-up of us becoming... Fans of Gittins for a year and there and not being able to access because seemingly he doesn't want to travel. And there he was in a tiny, tiny room in the ex-capital of Wales. And it was just brilliant. And one of us ended up on stage, Gav. Absolutely. And you were magnificent. I've got some moves when I've got a mask on. I also, I really enjoyed the big Nick Helm finish. Oh, oh, just. Oh, Oh, God. All I would say to you oh, is, is, and I'm sure you listen to He's this. He's the sexiest you know, man in the world. He, he is, uh, <laughs> I, I would aspire to being like Nick Helm. And having, uh, sitting next to, uh, and you know who you are, sitting next to someone who just loved it. Uh, right. Um, search out Nick Helm. You can go to Spotify and his albums on there. But go to his website and go and find him, find his songs on YouTube. They, the videos are hilarious. You can also see his pilot for BBC Three. Yes. He's still on the iPlayer. Very yes. worth watching. Absolutely. Now, listeners, bear with us, because we are we talk about Gittins too much. We're aware of this. But I want to tell you about one thing. Now, the Gittins in his element for us is where? Spreaker.com. Spreaker. 
Absolutely. The Brian Gittings Radio Show on Spreaker. Now, do you know what my theory is? He's gone. I don't think there'll be many more. Is the dream over? Well, I think so. But the, the dream's not over because the dream will always be there. But Brian Gittings has stopped doing his shows regularly. He has stopped paying his subscription. What does that mean, Pete? It means, Gav, that he can no longer do 45-minute shows. He can only do 30-minute shows. And it also means of the 170-something he's done, you can only listen to the last 50. But what was if I want to listen to the earlier ones, Gav? Well, that's when you need to go to the Brian Gittins Archive. This is a brand new service. Uh, the Brian Gittins Show dot WordPress dot com. Catchy. The Brian Gittins Show dot WordPress dot com. I'm going to put, we're going to put every single radio show because we've got them in the archive. I'm doing this for my children. <laughs> Hello, NSPCC. <laughs> As it stands, we are on, we're on uh, radio show number 67. We haven't even got to the good stuff yet. This was when he was, <laughs> this was when he was still playing terrible music in an ironic way. But then for some reason, Gittins started playing good music. But it's not about the music, it's about the callers. And they are there. And you can uh, find us at that place, find us on Twitter, listen to one. Now, it's really hard to recommend which one to listen to. I wouldn't start at the beginning and understand you're committing yourself to about 12 hours of nonsense and confusion. And then it sets in. And I'm not talking about this in a kind of Richard Herring snooker type thing. This gets, but this pays off. This is not a breakdown. This is just uh, majesty <laughs> so every single getting gittins radio show will be there whether gittins wants it or not the archive is open and now here's some more from holly burn <laughs> <laughs> segway <laughs> i'm really pleased when you said you were developing it for tv because my wife and i when we saw it we both said this this, this has got real legs you know, this has got, um, because it's like you describe, you can go into a different part of this club, metaphorically, and, and you, you, you can meet someone else and there's something yeah, else to do. Yeah. And I, and, and I come from... It's a simple idea, you know, but like it, it makes, it's, it provides a framework for me to be wild within that context. You, if there is categories, you do come across at that genuinely alternative end of the alternative comedy circuit. And I'm talking old school. I'm talking... Yeah. That, that when when comedy was a crossover from cabaret. Mm. How does that fit for you? Um, I don't care. I just want to be funny and I just want to be me and I just want to be truthful. Um, and uh, I do what I do and, um, and every time I do it, it gets better and it gets funnier and audiences appreciate it more. And I'm, I'm now... People probably see me as quite niche, but I, funnily enough, I do think I do. I am, I am appealing to a wider demographic these days, and it like the more I build my act, the more I appeal to more people, and the the appeal is growing. It's not quite as limited, and there is a reason. I mean, um, like what you said, I'm a clan of buffoon, and and I just want to, and I'm 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 doing myself down in in these jokes a lot and hopefully that's what people appreciate and people uh, can relate to a lot of the stuff I'm joking about even though it's kind of off the wall but um and I think there's a bit of resurgence of 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 clown and of of, of utter stupidity on stage you know um 
like when alternative comedy started out in the 80s when we were in the same sort of pit of despair mm-hmm. economically and socially or whatever as we are now um, with Thatcher and whatever. And, you know, now there was something to rail against. And I think people, you know, and people are a bit bored of the man in the mic and the suit or whatever. So, um, you know, I think the times are possibly, you know... One, one of my favourite gigs that was the mixed gig at Mac was um, ACMS for you yeah. on Alternative yeah. Comedy Memorial Society. And I loved the piece that you did with Colin Hult. Am I pronouncing right. that right? Yeah. yeah. Just because it was out there, just because it was, as you say, <laughs> we could see that there was an idea that you were playing with. Uh-huh. And again, that goes back to those bonkers and I don't think it's necessarily I mean alternatives as niche, but those bonkers days of the eighties where it's like, here's an idea, let's run with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and I mean, um, us doing what we do, both um, quite like out there character comedians um, who perform sort of grotesques or you know, and big big characters, you know, uh, and we just thought it would be fun to do some of that together, you know, and. Um, yeah, but ideas around that's a place to do it, you know, Mac and that. Um, but yeah, I suppose it does hark back to, to the to those days, but not intentionally. So mm. I feel like I hope that my act is like new and fresh and isn't. Um, I want to be Most... changing and I want to be um, getting better and, and not and not harking back to anything that's gone before. Mm. You know, is is it the H Club? Is it your main show this year? There's no Edinburgh for you this year. I'm not year. doing an Edinburgh show. No, I've done five Edinburgh shows. Um, so um, I need to concentrate on other things and I need to concentrate on telly and other things that I'm developing and, you know, and I'm doing this residency at Leicester Square and just developing for television and stuff. So, uh, and when you do Edinburgh, you can't, there's a, there's little time in the year to do anything else. You know, if you're writing an Edinburgh show, you don't get a lot of else done. It's very all consuming. From the outside in, it looks like that. It looks like there's this mountain in the middle of the year that for some comedians it's, it, it, it has to be done. And for others, it's that they, it want, they want to do it. Does it feel like that? Yeah, there's a, there's a, I mean, I've done it five times and each time I've done it, I have come out every time, every year it's been 100%, my show has been 100% better. I've learned such, a, such an enormous amount. I've come away as a better performer, better comedian, better writer. Um, each time, and uh, that's what's great about it. And there's a deadline in place, and it's all just, it, it's there for you to, to, to learn and get better and to be seen and to raise your profile. And at the minute, um, I think uh, at the moment it wouldn't do me any favours. There's no need to go this year, you know? I don't feel that need. And I miss it because I really enjoy it, and I enjoy the um, the pain as well as the, you know, I, I quite enjoy... Um, the process of it being this painful, uh, real, like, tussle to get an Edinburgh show out. There's something in me that enjoys that pain. But you've had, a, you've had a good run of exposure this year, haven't you? A couple of yeah, no, it's ones gone really to watch. Good. Yeah, no, it's been really good. Press-wise, it's great, and people backing me and stuff has been brilliant, and um, it's, 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 it's all in the right direction. It is, I mean, being coy... Because you know the independent one to watch, uh, um, Harry Hill in his publicity pointed towards your work. That that's great exposure. It is, it is, yeah, it is. And Eddie Azard um, gave me a great quote as well. Yes. So, 
it's all very good, yeah. And does that but, you bring... know, they've got to, then you've got to step up to that, you know. So it's 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 nice, but then you you know you've got to um, you've got to match it, you know. And has so that exciting. brought different people to your audience? Has that brought people in? Do you think? I it's 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 hard from the inside to see all this. Do you know what I mean? Like. like um, uh, I use it's, it's easier easier to use other people as a sort of get my agent will tell me or whatever but you don't it, it it just feels like you're keeping just going you know you're keeping I just want to be better and funnier and um keep going and I enjoy the work and I enjoy gigging and I enjoy doing this sort of thing you know I, I enjoy all of it and all the variety that's within it and you just hope that this will just mean I can do more of it and um to to more people um but I, I, um at the minute i uh, you just keep doing you just keep doing it you know until it gets somewhere it's, we, just, it's the continuous you know now because of, you know because we live in the future mm-hmm. and we can tell where people come from when they come onto our website we've got a lot of people who do come to our website and listen to our podcast who are based in the south so you mm-hmm. let's have a look at what you're doing for the rest of the year you've got this residency Mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. Uh, at Leicester Square. Mm-hmm, yeah. exciting. And I'm doing um, festivals, I'm doing Latitude, I'm doing Green Man, I might be doing a couple of other ones. Um, so I'm doing festivals, my residency, um, just development work, and just, I suppose, just go to my website for dates and gigs and all that. Hollyburn.org.uk. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the health club from North America. Oh, there's loads of uh, there's loads of stuff out there, isn't there? There's I know. A lot of Holly Burns. And, um, and t- tweeting, tweeting's Tweet your thing. Tweet at Burn Holly, yeah. And yes, you're all over the place. All that. And it's good. Well, we're again really chuffed that you would talk to us. We're we're um, we're just a couple of idiots, but we like what you do. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And yeah. uh, no, thanks for thanks for the time, and we look forward to seeing you again. Um, thank you, thank Holly you. Byrne. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, thank you, Holly Byrne. That was that was lovely. I'm excited about the TV stuff. So you should be. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Because there, there is this, you know, the fact that the BBC now I think are going to premiere huge amounts of comedy through iPlayer, and obviously there's ongoing things like Comedy Lab. There is an audience there, and there's an audience for something different. Comedy has got to change, and maybe Holly Byrne is going to be at the front of that. And also, you're going to get name checked by Harry Hill and Eddie Izzard at the beginning of the year. It's already a good year. Everything going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. So, do have a look if you're if you're London based. Uh, do have a look at when the next um, Leicester Square Comedy Theatre show is for the H Club. Uh, and do go to our website, uh, search around Holly Byrne there. You can find all the details as, as was mentioned. Uh, and thanks again. Well, podcast eleven. A triumph, I would say. Not quite finished. Well, there's a little bit. Bit, bits and bobs ahead. Bit yeah, of, what, bit of admin. Get your bits and bobs out, Pete. What do you want to see first? Um, I want to know what is going on here in the northwest of England, and that's a kind of a region, probably north of Stoke, across to the west, Chester and Liverpool, where I live. Um, to the north, we're talking of the Widnes-Warrington Corridor, maybe up to Blackpool, who goes there, and then across to Manchester. I can do that for you. Uh, here we go. Here's some things coming up, which you can book into your diaries and come on down. Don't come on down. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, 31st of August in Manchester at Gorilla. Group therapy putting Simon Munnery on. Group Always. therapy, what a great bunch. Or as I like to call him, 
Funny Looking Pod alumni, Simon Munnery. Yeah, he's, I think he's very proud of that. Simon yeah. Munnery in Manchester. Group, well done, group therapy. Compare Michael Legg that night. Oh, always good. Um, and then, if we also talk about Manchester's good eggs, excess malarkey, always, always good. Always amazing. But 3rd of September, Tom Allen's on. I like Tom Allen. Well worth seeing. And then, uh, 12th of September, Liverpool, where you're from. I'm not from Liverpool, my kids are. All right. I'm proud to live there. Doesn't sound don't, like it. Don't get me wrong. 12th of September, Yes. Chris Coltrane, Tinian Duyeb. Tinian Duyeb. At the Head of Steam, which I am... Faithfully told is near the train station for a last-minute train out of Liverpool. Good beer. Good beer. Merseyside Skeptics. Mm, should be Just good. across the road, Dr. Duncan's, Cane's, bit too much beer. Uh, that's a good night. That's a good night. If I get back from Hull, I'm going to that one. And then finally, for our sort of early September roundup, the Lowry, which is very near our place of work in the media city. We just walked past it. Is starting a new sort of stand-up comedy night with a few acts on. Usually yeah. they do solo shows hour-longs. Um, Hayley Ellis, or as I like to call her, funny-looking pod alumni, Hayley Ellis, <laughs> is hosting that every month, and the first month has got Gareth Richards. Ah, recommended, <laughs> highly recommended by uh, Peacock and Gamble. And Lucy Beaumont, who's won the BBC New Comedy Award. Oh my goodness. So, nice little show. That could be like the third... Oh, that's great, there's too much going on. And then, of course, because of Tis the Season... All sorts of acts are announcing tours at the moment. So Yeah, yeah. Tony Law is on a big tour. Tony Law. Monnery, of course. Stuart Lee. Um, oh, Richard Herring is also doing Manchester on the 16th of October at the Frog and Bucket for his new show, We're All Going to Die, which has got very good reviews at Edinburgh so far. Excellent. So that'll be going on to bigger places, but he always likes to do a Frog and Bucket show. So, um, a little touchstone, if you will. I will. Women in Comedy. That's in October, which we'll be covering in the next podcast. Yep. But uh, there's so much going on. So um, we'll stick some of this on our website, which is funnylooking.co.uk. Joe Lyser has just announced his first tour today. Kicking off in Liverpool. If you like it, if Joe likes it, then you should have put a ring on it. It's very poorly delivered. Well, I think it's tenuous at best. Do you know what I think we would like to mention as well is that um, we we love a flog. Oh, oh, yes. A good flog. Uh, if you go to our website, funnylooking.co.uk, sporadically, as is a, every good blog flog, uh, Pete will write something and I'll write something. The last thing I read about was um, David Trent, who we saw at Mac. But subsequently, I've seen tw- we've seen tw- I've seen twice. Group therapy put him on, legends. Absolutely. And I saw him do a run out of his this year's Edinburgh show again uh, uh, in Hay on Wye. Um, and it was... was Really intrigued by one audience member's reaction, who, who was wrong for walking out. But then also linked that to the fact that, um, that have we been trolled? Because it was very polite. Some, the, the, one of the very few comments we had on the website was somebody just very politely pointing me towards a bad review of Gittins. I mean, he deserves it, don't get me wrong. And then pointing out that they completely agreed with it. And I just found that a very odd experience. I find it odd that you're using the word troll. It's just, <laughs> my dad used the word troll at the weekend. Yeah. Very confusing. Am I closer in age to your dad or you? Uh, Ian Jones is 60. Quite close to death, I think. <laughs> he is recently retired. Good man. Not your dad, I'm talking about oh, okay. me. <laughs> sure. I feel quite close to death. You look quite close to death, mate. I feel terrible. Uh, so so go. you can go to our website and click Flogs, and you can uh, read our witterings there. Um, and there's another festival happening right now. Yes, we're both going to Scotland this weekend. I We are indeed. Where are you going? I'm going to um, Edinburgh. 
the Athens the North. What's on? I've got some tickets to see some funny folk. Okay. And what are you doing? I'm going to Aberdeen to visit my girlfriend's mother. Yes. Um, And what are you going to do when you get there? We might go to the Highland Games or we might go whiskey tasting. Either way, there won't be any laughter. (laughs) (laughs) And you're flying there. Of course I am. It's cheaper. It's quicker. All right. You know what? That's got to be the end of this. But if you do stick around, the promised competition is coming up after our final sting. This is the end of podcast number 11. Thank you for listening very much. This is Gav saying thank you again. This is Pete saying thank you, probably for the first time. But um, I, I genuinely mean it. Stick around for a competition where you could win perhaps a little story just for you. dead easy. All you have to do to get a once off, once in a lifetime, short story from my dear Mark is email us and in the subject line put, I want short story from Nadia Kamal. Thank you. You could then tell us who you love. Let us know who you should think we should be looking at and talking about. Uh, the first person that does that, I will reply to. And I will take, and I will, I will arrange for you to get that story. I think it will take a while, because um, at the minute Nadia Kamal is still uh, performing really successfully in Edinburgh with Wide Open Beavers, um, and it'll be a very funny show. And um, so that will take a while to happen, but but I will definitely sort that. I'm not going to give you our address. It's got to be to our funny looking email address. You've got to find that. It's on the website. You'll be fine. Do it now. Do it now. You'll probably be. The first person. Thank you. Bye.